Welcome to the audio podcast of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, the show where you can talk face-to-face with your favorite MLB players and personalities. Welcome into the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. Tim McMaster here, and we are joined today by Tampa Bay Rays slick fielding outfielder Kevin Kiermeyer. The way to get involved in the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, of course, press that red button at the bottom of your screen. Get in line. You can ask your questions of Kevin. You can also get on Twitter using the hashtag Chatting Cage. This is your chance to get some FaceTime with some of your favorite players, and we are lucky to be joined by Kevin today. Thanks a lot for joining us, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. All right, let's start things out on Twitter. And that FL Life, Kevin, wants to know, what's your favorite city to visit on road trips? Obviously, right now you're in the Big Apple taking on the Yankees. But what's your favorite city to visit with the Rays? Um, you know, I, I haven't been up in, in the big leagues for even a year yet. So it's there's still a lot of places I haven't um, visited. But <clears throat> last year I had a great time in Minnesota. Um, that was like the, the sleeper city that I really wasn't expecting a whole lot from, but I absolutely loved it there. I'm a Midwest guy and, uh, going there, um, and that being called the land of a thousand lakes or something like that. Um, I just thought it was absolutely beautiful and the weather was great there. And I had an absolute blast when I was there last year. So that'd be, that'd be my favorite one, um, so far. Uh, Rays all the way, Kevin, wants to know, who's your least favorite pitcher to face? You said it. You haven't been in the majors a full year yet, but so far, who's the guy you really don't like stepping in the box against? Um, you know, I think Felix Hernandez, He was he's one of those guys who I know I'm not speaking just for myself, but he can make that um, very uncomfortable when you're up there uh, just with the stuff he has. But the guy... Who, uh, who had my number last year was a guy named Colin McHugh for the, the Houston Astros. And I don't know what it was about him, but um, he was doing something just to make me so off balance in my at-bats, and uh, he embarrassed me a few times. So uh, I tip my hat to him, and uh, hopefully I can reverse that trend this year. But he definitely had my number last year. Seems like every hitter kind of has that pitcher. You wouldn't expect to be the one that they hate facing, but there is. And I think the same thing with pitchers, that hitter they don't like to face. All right, we have a fan now on the line. If you can just tell us your name, where you're from, and then ask your question for Kevin Kiermeyer. Hey, this is Brian. I'm in Tampa. I was just in Tropicana this week rooting you on versus the Blue Jays. My question to you, Kevin, is uh, Max Scherzer and Madison Bumgarner this week both have their take on the DH rule in baseball. What do you think about the DH rule the way it is? Should it change? That's a good question, and that's something I, I've thought of. Um, and it seems like, uh, you know, we're making a lot of uh, new changes to baseball and, and speeding it up, and everyone wants to score more runs. And um, I really do. I think the National League should go to DH and um, because, you know, facing that pitcher, pitchers, you know, there's a few guys – who are gonna you know hold their own hitting but if you want to see more hitting from a fan experience um, I think instilling the DH in the National League would be a good thing and uh, you know I think for opposing pitchers too like pitchers in the AL all these guys who rack up all the strikeouts just think if they're in the National League um, because you know facing a pitcher you're gonna strike more guys out because pitchers aren't uh, as good as the play is what, you know, a DH would be. So I think um, it'd be a good idea to go to DH. But, you know, that's just me thinking out loud, and uh, who knows what's going to happen with it. 
is certainly a, a question that's been ongoing for years and will continue to, uh, to stay with us. We have another fan on the line. If you can just tell us your name, where are you from, and then ask your question for Kevin. Um, hello, I'm Matthew, and I'm from Illinois. Now, I was wondering um, what tips you could give me about playing great in the outfield like you did last year. Uh, tips in the outfield. Always keep the ball in front of you. You always want to do that. Catch the balls you're supposed to catch. And uh, the main thing for me, what I tell people, is take pride in your defense. You know, everyone wants to hit the home runs and do everything offensively, and that's important in baseball. But uh, anytime you can go take away a hit or, or throw someone out and help your pitchers out and help your team out, and you get just a great feeling from that, from hitting a home run, then you know you're doing something right. So I think just taking pride in your defense is huge. And um, baseball is getting so competitive nowadays where defense is valued a lot more. So uh, just go out there, play hard, and, and try to be smart out there. This is the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. Kevin Kiermeyer joining us today. Uh, press that red button at the bottom of your screen to get in line or get us your questions via Twitter. And that's where we're going to head back to right now, Kevin. And Case Cassidy wants to know, what do you remember most about your Major League debut? Uh, well, it was uh, dating back to 2013. And I spent that year in AA and AAA. And uh, our season ended. We won the AAA um, International League Championship, and I went home for a week, and then the Rays, they, they called me back to Port Charlotte, Florida, where Instruction League was going on, and they said I needed to go down there for our hitting camp, and I was the oldest guy there, the only guy in AAA that was there, so I'm like, why are the Rays sending me down here? I, it makes no sense. I had a good year. Little did I know they had a plan for me to uh, maybe use me in the big leagues, or you know, if, if we made it to the playoffs, which... We end up doing the, the Rays beat Toronto in game 162 to, to advance to a one-game uh, play-in game in Texas. And it was a Sunday night when I got the call. Uh, I was watching Breaking Bad, and that season finale just ended. And about 30 minutes later, I got a call from one of the people in our organization said, Kevin, um, you're going to Texas tomorrow. And, you know, we don't know if we're going to activate you yet or not, but you're going to be on a plane tomorrow morning and uh, you might be making your MLB debut and you know like I said it was game 163 and I think me or one other guy was the only person to ever do that and playing in front of 40,000 people for the first time was absolutely amazing I thought I was going to be nervous as can be but uh, it felt so right when I was out there and we ended up winning and uh, you know popping all the champagne afterwards it was just something I'll never forget. Nothing like a no-pressure situation to make that big league debut, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's stick with uh, Twitter here. And Tweets Time 101 wants to know, who's a player that you really admired when you were growing up? Well, I, um, I grew up in Indiana, so we, were, uh, we grew up Chicago Cubs fans, me and my family. And uh, Sammy Sosa, you know, he was, the, he was the big home run hitter back in the day, and he had a little trot that he'd do after he hit home runs. And uh, me and my brothers would always be in the backyard throwing wiffle balls or tennis balls with each other. And anytime we hit a homer over our chain link fence about 30 feet away, you know, we thought we hit a homer in the World Series, and we'd do that little, that little leap that he did. And um, just the excitement that he had with, uh, out there playing each and every day uh, really meant a lot to me as a kid, and uh, he just had fun playing out there. So Sammy Sosa was definitely the guy who 
who me and my brothers love watching play, and we end up naming um, our dog after him. So, uh, yeah, Sammy Sosa is definitely that guy who uh, we tried emulating when we were younger. Is the dog Sammy or Sosa or Sammy Sosa? Sammy. She's a girl. She's okay. 15, and uh, I love her so much. She's awesome. Excellent. All right, now it's time, uh, Kevin, for our EDJ question of the day, and we're going to get away from baseball a little bit and ask you, do you still drive a Dodge Caravan? <laughs> okay, so let me clarify something right now. <clears throat> um, I drive that van when I go home. I live in Tampa in the off season. I drive that 1999 caravan when I go back home to Indiana because I refuse to rent a car or do anything like that um, because the van is just waiting around and it just wants to be uh, driven by someone. So I'm that guy. And uh, yes, when I do go back to Indiana, I do drive it and it does hurt to drive it. But you know, at the same time, uh, Dating back to when we got that van in 1999, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was the first time we ever purchased a brand new vehicle, and I thought it was the fastest thing ever. So for me to shy away from that van and uh, just give it no love, that'd be disrespectful for me. So I got to show it some love, and I'll drive it. But I do admit, it does hurt driving that thing. Now, does it, uh, does it have a TV monitor or anything special in that? No. Or is it just the, the bare-bones Dodge Caravan? Standard everything. <laughs> I mean, CD player doesn't work. Um, radio's staticky. It's, uh, it's very shaky. I don't know how much longer it's going to be um, with our family, but hopefully, hopefully not too much longer. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, go back to a fan now. This is the... Edward Jones chatting cage. You can get in line, press that red button, and we have a fan that's done just that right now. Uh, if you can just say your name, uh, tell us where you're from, and ask Kevin your question. I want to ask what your pregame routine is. Oh boy, my pregame routine. Um, well, this is this is very unorthodox, but before each and every game, uh, right after I'm done with my pregame stretch. I run down to the nearest bathroom to wherever the dugout is and I roll up like a piece of toilet paper or paper towel and I like tickle my nose and it makes me sneeze. And after I sneeze, I let out a big scream because I have so much energy all the time and that kind of brings me down a level uh, to keep me even keeled for, for game time. So uh, that's something I do. and. Right when I got caught up last year, I remember guys were like, what is this kid doing? And uh, so it just took a little time for me to my teammates to get how I operate. But uh, sneezing a scream before every game is a must for me. And um, sometimes like during the middle of the season, I kind of become immune to the paper towel or the Kleenex. And uh, I just have to fake a sneeze just to try to get my mind ready to, you know, I'm ready to go out there and, and try to uh, compete. So. That's what I do, very unorthodox, but like I said, it, it, gets, me, it gets me locked in. We're going to have kids across America now sneezing and screaming <laughs> before their uh, games. It sounds like a new hashtag, maybe. Uh, we have another fan ready to go here. If you could just tell us your name, where you're from, and ask your question. Dane Crone, uh, Denver, Colorado. How are you, Kevin? <laughs> Hi, Dane. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Hey, I just uh, I just got the ML update through a text and saw that you were on here and, ha and had to get on before I headed to work. Well, little do people I wanted know. To know. Okay, go ahead, Dane. Go. I was just going to ask, what has been the biggest transition from uh, Coach Madden to Coach Cash? 
Well, little do people know that Dane Crone, uh, he was a college teammate of mine. So right when he uh, got on, I recognized his voice right away. So nice hearing from you, Dane, for one. Uh, for two, uh, with Madden and Cash, the difference, um, I really don't, I, I can't really uh, pinpoint it right now, but, you know, Kevin has been spectacular for us so far. He, uh, he really translates with us uh, each and every day, and he's a young guy, so we can relate to him. He was just playing four or five years ago, which is uh, pretty mind-boggling, and, um, you know, he knows how everything works, and, you know, for him, he, just, he always communicates with us really well. He'll let us know if we're playing the next day or not, and that's something I, I wasn't used to um, my whole life. No, no coach has ever really done that for me, ever. Um, so little things like that have, have gone a long way for me. And, uh, you know, he has our back. You know, he's always uh, in there chirping in the dugout when there's a bad call or something like that. And he'll go out there and voice his opinion. And uh, that means a lot to us players. So um, I guess I can't really pinpoint what the difference is between them. But, you know, there's so many transactions in baseball each and every year where um, you just you go with the flow and there's a lot of new faces um, year in and year out. And, and Kevin Cash is our guy right now, and uh, I love playing for him. Hey, Dane, I have a question for you. What kind of a teammate was Kevin Kiermeyer? <laughs> oh, Kev. Kev, uh, Kev was absolutely the most hardest-working guy on the team. Um, he, he held it down out in the outfield, so I got to give him a lot of props. I was up there uh, on the mound, and there, there were a couple bombs going <laughs> from here and here and there, but he was holding it down out there, so... Um, I'm just glad to see Kevin up there in, in the bigs, and and it's truly an honor to to know that I played with him and be able to get um, be able to just see him play every day, and I, I stay in tune with what he's doing in, in the Rays. So I I've changed my squad from the Cardinals to to the Rays now. So um, all, all because of Kevin. So I'm glad he's having a great time up there. Wow, Dane, thank you, man. That means a lot to me. Uh, I'll have to text you after this and. Uh... Appreciate the shout out. All right, thanks, Dane, and thanks, Kevin. Edward Jones, Chad and Cage, bringing teammates together uh, from around the country here on the Edward Jones, Chad and Cage. Kevin, that's going to do it for us. Thanks a lot for uh, taking your cuts in the cage. Uh, good luck, luck tonight at Yankee Stadium, and of course with the sneeze and a scream. That's right. Hey, thanks guys for having me. Had a had a good time. All right, join us next time on the Edward Jones, Chad and Cage.